All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Hello and welcome to your podcast. This is Gary Schaller. And I'm Ken Mills. Right on. I missed you guys. We missed you too. Yeah, it's been crazy busy. Sorry to have taken so long. You must have been a bitch while you were gone. Look, I'm a bitch when I'm here. What do you want? That's right. right. Anyway. I moved. It's been crazy busy, but I have been following and listening and, and being a part of this, and I'm so glad to be back behind the mic. And good job, Ken, for holding down the fort. Well, not just a good job, Ken, but to Chris Sinzak, the wonderful Matt Porter, our, our third on our bridge team. And uh, there's Chris Karam and Anders Cambati. Guys have been stepping up, and, uh, you know, we just like to thank anybody that's ever been part of Podcast. Indeed. And speaking of which, that is very apropos uh, for this installment of podcast because this is our 75th podcast. Can you believe it? Yes, I can. Sadly, though, we would have been a lot more in the numbers if when we first started this, I didn't make the suggestion, let's do a three-part episode for whatever, 24, and have part one, part two, and part three. If we would have been like most people. We would have just named them individually, and, but here we are anyway. Yeah, but then people would have had to wait with bated breath for the cliffhanger, to ah. find, you know, to find out what uh, what you thought of side two of um, Dynasty. Okay, Dynasty. Right? Yep. How how could we possibly make them wait for a month uh, for your feedback on charisma? For my for my infinite wisdom. Really though, honestly, but we've got seventy five uh, installments of podcast, and that's really like. Uh, I don't know. Gosh, most of those are two-parters. There's some three-parters, and then there's been all the little things here and there, and then don't forget about the Kiss Room, and don't forget about all the other great podcasts about Kiss that are out there. Uh-huh. Um, but this is uh, what we're going to do tonight is 75 for 75. We're going to be focusing on the year 1975, an extraordinary year in history, and a very important time for the band and for the Kiss Army, right? 1975, as far as history goes, we had two very significant records or one you know i'd say one that's that's a fan favorite and has a lot of really great hits on it and then one that is required listening hmm right okay okay so you had dressed to to either one of those what's that that could apply to either one of these uh, yeah i would say that alive is but re- you would say that alive is required i would say that alive is required if you are a fan of hard rock Sounds and, good to me. I mean, not even just if you're going to listen to Kiss or be a Kiss fan or whatever. I, I, I really think that Kiss Alive is required if you're a fan of hard rock. If you want to learn how to play hard rock guitar or drums or bass, it's it's a great record to start with, right? Get your rocks off. Honestly, though. what It's, wh- it's a damn fine album. And it was your first, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Can I say damn fine? You, uh, you can say damn fine. Okay. I, I always get it. Occasionally, if I let one of those swear words go, I, I always like to call back to the um, the Tom Snyder interview. Can we say raise hell on TV? Yeah. Can we say raise hell? Yeah. Raise heck. Funny. Yes. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't your first Kiss record? No. The first one was an eight track of Dress to Kill. I got it from my neighbor. 
And I thought it was kind of weird. It didn't make much sense. I didn't know if they were like clowns in suits or what was going on. And I'll be honest with you, if Dress to Kill came out now, like this year, fans would be talking about how stupid of an album cover it is. You think Abs- so? Oh, absolutely. Listen, they really gave Monster hell. And whether you like the Monster cover or not, that's that's fine. Uh, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it's still a Kiss album cover. And what's important is the music. And again, whether you like that or not, it really doesn't matter. It's your opinion. But if Kiss would have gotten together and put on workout outfits and did the cover of Monster, people would have said it sucked. They would have wore football outfits. Mm-hmm. They would have said it sucked. They would have wore suits. It would have said, and, and it hadn't been done on Dress to Kill, people would have said that it sucks. Yeah, well, look, I mean, people are going to be ripping into most anything that the current lineup does anyway, mm-hmm. or some people are. Okay, I mean, but, that's that's a given. And then, you know, just some people, I think, you know, it's there's some people who are just kind of enough already with, you know, with Kiss and what they do. Right. Well, I think that one of the great things about the Dress to Kill album cover mm-hmm. is that it does go against the norm of what you would expect from what would become known as KISS. Meaning that when they became a brand or by the time like Love Gun came around, there was Super KISS and the Dynasty and stuff like that. And make no mistake, gang, just because they weren't wearing multicolored outfits, Super KISS was already in place. They were writing for the characters. At this point, they weren't writing for the characters. They were just rocking and rolling and trying to get through to the next tour to the next thing to the next that and to me this is a more honest kiss so i don't think that had kiss not done the the suits back in 75 if i nowadays i don't think we'd see it even though we've seen shoots with kiss in suits i think that the common thought in the kiss camp would be no that's not kiss this is kiss right well i'll tell you what i mean there's something really subversive about it in the context of uh, like you said, you know, uh, Kiss comes out, Hotter Than Hell comes out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I guess... Sex all over the place. What's that? Sex, just yeah. all over that album cover. Right, yeah, and and then you get the cover of Dress to Kill, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I used to look at that uh, record in the record stores, or actually, no, I, I vividly remember, I think the first time holding it in my hands was at Caldor. Mm-hmm. Remember Caldor? It sounds like some sort of king in a fantasy movie. Like, I am the great Caldor. Or, anyway. Or one of Superman's cousins. Yes, Caldor. <laughs> very good. Excellent. Caldor. Um, and I remember what used to scare me is if you flip Dress to Kill over, there's that negative of the image. Oh, yeah. Gene yeah. looks terrifying. Mm-hmm. Super scary. But, uh, yeah, I, I always thought it was a great album cover, and I think because by the time I was – Giving uh, giving a crap about Kiss Records. Can we say crap on? Yes, we can say crap. By the time I cared about Kiss Records, mm-hmm. it was already uh, Unmasked and The Elder. Uh, those were the sort of new records when I got when I became a fan. So, contextually, Dress to Kill just was so different from anything else. It absolutely was, and I remember, like like I said, my my first exposure to Kiss was in like. Cream Magazine or something. I had no idea what I was looking at. It didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand it. And then it was even weirder. I had the 8-track, and I'm trying to figure out 
this small little thumbnail picture that's on the 8-track. Then I remember going to a record store and just looking at it and going, are these the demons of rock or the clowns in ill-fitting suits and weird shoes, you know? Right. By the way, I want to point something out. If you guys take a look at Dress to Kill, you'll see something that you'll see Paul do to this day. Every once in a while, he poses like he does with that foot kind of cocked to the side. Mm-hmm. He still does it. Uh, take, one of I, them is kind of tiptoe, and one of them yeah. is sort of pigeon toe. He of. does that a lot, and I don't know why. It's yeah. some sort of weird thing. But again, only a complete Kiss nerd, and I assume if you're listening to this show, you're getting accused of that at some point. But I'll tell you what he's not doing in this picture. Uh, to, quote, um, uh, to, to quote Joe Casey, he's not doing an inscrutable Paul Stanley hand gesture. Yes, that's true. Right? He just looks kind of Which like would probably him. be happening today if this picture were taken. I'm pretty sure he did it during that. Uh, I think so. Yeah, Kiss recently did a photo shoot for John Vervatos. Uh, who is a rock fan and did the same thing with Cheap Trick. And a lot of people lost their mud when the pictures started coming out. Because now with Facebook and Twitter and Twatter and Giggle and Goggle and all the uh, instant media that's out there, as something's going on, if somebody sees something, it's uploaded and spread out instantly. Bang, just like that. Right. And uh, so Kiss were... In a suit similar to the dress to kill, except these weren't ill-fitting suits. They were very nice suits. Yeah, and uh, look, look pretty damn, pretty damn good. Can I say damn good? You can say damn good. Um, uh, hey, I got a question. They they played a gig that night at a little club, right? Yes, they okay. did. Okay, do we know if they played in suits? Yes, they did. That's that's my understanding. And have any pictures come out yet of that happening? No, but if if God is kind to us. If the fates are kind to us. Uh, John Vervatos put a bunch of clips up of Cheap Trick performing in his suits. Right. And it would be neat to see the same thing. Kiss, Dress to Kill, Dress to Kill in John Vervatos suits. That would be great. And I hope I'm saying that word right because I'm not a big fashion guy. So if it's wrong, tough titty. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Can kiss. Can I say titty? Yes, you're right. It's kiss. Yeah. Can I say titty? You can say titty. Okay, titty. Yeah. Um, so, right, so Dress to Kill was your first, and musically, what did you think? It it did not impress me anywhere near the way that Alive did. Right. Okay. It was good, but I wasn't really hungry for something at that point, meaning that, like, at that point, Alice Cooper and the Beatles and Black Sabbath had had a really good hold of me. Makes sense. And then, at some point along the way, Alice Cooper... Uh, said he was going to retire. He would do that like every six months or so. You'd right. hear like for a while, yes, I'm going to go sell insurance. And it would make the news. And you'd be like, Alice Cooper's going to go sell insurance. And, you know, I, I just better want to get some insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some Alice Cooper insurance. But he, he would he would do these little things where he would just, I'm, I'm taking a break. I'm going to retire. And I'd be like, oh, man, this sucks. And for whatever reason, when a live came out, I remember it was a cold day, and we were getting ready for school. My my neighbor, Jerry, who had the cool transient, I've told this story on the show before, he had a live. And I got in the car, and he was playing Parasite, because mm. him and I would go to school every day, and, and he, would, he would drive. And uh, Parasite was playing, and I was like, 
my God, what is that? And he said, well, we'll, we'll play it. But on eight track, he like had to drive around. So we were like 49 minutes late going to school that day. And we had no good reason. You know, when you go, I was listening to very good reason. I was listening to kiss alive. Hey, Hey. And so, but that album really grabbed me. And it was so bizarre. Again, looking at that, small stamp that sticker that was on that 8-track because it was two 8-tracks kids you had one that you put in for side 1 and side 2 and um, I remember just staring at that trying to make sense and who was singing and it grabbed me in a way that Dress to Kill did not oh sure yeah well I'll tell you what Kiss Alive was I've told this story several times on podcast that Gene Simmons' solo album from 78 was my first Kiss record. Mm-hmm. But my first Kiss record with all four guys on it was Alive. Well, there you go. And I got that shortly after um, the the Gene record because yeah. I was just hooked. I mean, you know, and I got the Gene record on vinyl with all the goodies inside, the merchandise. All in, yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, you the the you can order all the the swag. And there were pictures of the other guys, and, and the record was dedicated to the other guys. But then I got a live on vinyl, again, with all the, the junk on the in, the good stuff on the inside. The good stuff. The good stuff. And I put it on, and, I mean, there's nothing like Kiss Alive. There really isn't. No, there isn't. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people, to them, their Alive album is Alive too. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are people who Symphony is their Alive album or Unplugged is their Alive album. Sure. but. To me, Alive is the Kiss Live album. Well, look, Alive 3 is my Alive album because that's the first... You know, I saw the Kiss for the first time live in 92. You were a a functioning, buying Mm -hmm. Kiss fan. Old enough to go to concerts. So that makes sense. Yeah, well, look, you know, I I, I was finally old enough to really go to a concert. I was in high school. I went to see them with, with my best friend and my girlfriend at the time, and, and it was amazing. I was, you know, 92 was, I think, a really good time to be a Kiss fan. And so Alive 3 was my Alive, but Kiss Alive is, that's everyone's Alive in a lot of ways. I mean, that's, what a way to start being a Kiss fan. You know, what a way to hear this band for the first time. Absolutely. And to see them. But it was one thing to see it on 8-track, but when you got the vinyl, the first time I got the vinyl, which I got it like closer to Christmas. So I, I had the, the eight track and somewhere it was before Christmas. It was either either in October or November. Somehow I saved up the whole like six ninety nine or whatever it took to buy back then. Cause back then, you know, a, we actually had to earn allowances. I don't know if that happens. What's that word you use before allowances? Yes, allow earn, yeah, earn. Weird. Yeah. But we actually had to earn our allowances, and as a, a comic book addicted young kid, I had to like balance my budget on like, you know, six million dollar man cards uh, to stick in your, you know, spokes on your bike <laughs> ride, or comic books, or Kiss albums, and at the time, I I was it was. Buying albums was kind of a rare thing because usually you'd get them from an uncle or somebody cool in your family. Go like, hey, I see you like the Beatles, and you know you'd eventually wind up with the whole collection. And, right. 
Or you'd have the uncle who would like go, yeah, you can look through my albums, and somehow they wound up to be your albums. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> great times. I mean, I had a really cool uncle, and I'd like nice. to thank him. He took me to a lot of early Kiss concerts that, that I went to. He also saw Kiss on the Honor and Hell tour and came home and woke. Remember that story? Yeah, about sure, sure, sure. And at like 2.30 in the morning and told my brother and me that he saw a Kiss, and he did not have words to describe them. He, right. he didn't understand what he had just witnessed. Yeah, you told me that he said something like, this guy bit his tongue and made it bleed. And, and, and then he set the roof on fire, and then uh, there was a dog, and there was one that was a man, that was a woman. Uh, you know, he, there was no press. He wasn't there to see Kiss. He just was there to see this other band in Youngstown, Ohio. Nice. And just, blah, they just puked on him, basically. It was like the... the literally assaulted everybody in the club.
coffee, all right? All right. But one of the great things about Alive that I didn't get with the A-track that I got with the vinyl was there was another experience that was just as good as almost being at the show in my mind because it, it made the KISS concert that I was hearing and in my imagination even more vivid and weird and wonderful. Mm-hmm. There was those notes on the inside, oh. the picture on the back, the picture on the front, mm-hmm. uh, and then that booklet. All right, so wait, let's go to the back for a second because okay. I'm sure I've pointed this out before. My favorite, my probably my favorite thing about the back. Okay. And it's so dumb, but it makes me it makes me laugh every time I see it. Do you know what it is? What is it? Okay, it's the it's the it's the woman, it's the girl, on the right side who's like, "Come on, it's fun," oh. and her her boyfriend's yeah, like, and the boyfriend looks mad. Right. There's the guy who's like disgruntled. Yeah, he's like, "Kiss, Jesus Christ! What am I here? You think that guy's cute? This is bullshit, yeah. man." Can I say bullshit? Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then there's the one guy, uh, the Rock Steady logo is above him, and he kind of looks like, hey, man, what's going on over there? Oh, he looks a sign? Like That's a munchies. sign? Oh, some people made a sign. Yeah, he looks like he's got the munchies. Like, By the way, if you're any of the people we're talking about, please write please, to us at, at uh, podkist at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook. Yeah. You know how to do this nowadays. And it's just amazing. And there's that big rumor that the drummer from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was there, and he has denied it. Mm. Someone says that he's there, and you know, but he said that it's not him. Right. And of course, these two guys with the sign. Are those dudes? What's that? Are those dudes? Because they almost look like chicks. You know, I know, but they're dudes. Yeah, I think. I mean, the one has a Christy McNichol vibe. Oh yeah. The other one has like a leaf carrot, you know, vibe. Right. She's a dude, right? Yeah. Dude looks like a lady, whatever it is. I don't know what's going on. But there's the hot chick. Um, There's the guy. You're talking about the hot chick with the red and green? Yeah. 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 But there's a guy. He looks like he's smoking a joint or something. He's he's got like the, the, the bad Fonzie jacket on. And just above him, there's this like hot chick. Oh, yeah. Red with a green top, and mm-hmm. we'd really like her to contact us. No, yeah, um, she's cute. Yeah, she's cute. But this, this is what uh, my bus looked like. <laughs> like when I got on the school bus, and guys would talk about Kiss and Alice and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. And these were the guys that like I looked up to and went like, maybe someday I'll be cool. And I remember when I saw Kiss on the Midnight Special and. It was such a weird thing, and I remember going and like telling these guys, "Hey, I saw a Kiss on Midnight Special," and they were like, "Hey, little dude, you're cool," you know. Nice. And it, it was kind of neat. Yeah, I tried that several times. Yeah. Hey, yeah, but it's it's not it, as cool, and it's like no crazy. in ni- in 1982 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you when everyone's talking about Knight Rider, and you're like, "Hey, I saw a Kiss on 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 Solid Gold." <laughs> it doesn't work. They have this new song called "I." Yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah. I what? Anyway, right. but uh, yeah, but this is what kind of like my school bus looked like. There were these guys who had not yet got cars, you know, that some of them would be driving the the vans, the big vans, and mm. then there's the guys that hadn't, you know, got a vehicle yet. Meanwhile, X, X miles north of where you were, yeah. um, 
I was I was in the Bronx, and let me tell you, my school bus did not look like this. No, no. Um, but this is a great picture. It's such a cool sign, and and the sign that they're holding is so cool. And one of the things I love about it is this is two years after. No, scratch that. This is a year after the first record comes out. Mm -hmm. Right. This is functionally basically year year two and a half or year three of of history. Right. A and. I mean, I think that the, the the degree of devotion in making a sign like that, I mean, it that kills me to this day. It it that kind of chokes me up. Yeah, yeah. I'm I love stuff like that. My brother and I won't go to a Kiss concert if we have decent seats. We will not go without making a sign. I I don't wear makeup to Kiss and concerts. And a fool of yourself. What's that? And a fool of yourself. Oh, listen, that's you know that's a given. That's any day I'm. That's not saying. Right. But, you know. Um. By the way, these are dudes, right? <laughs> they are dudes. And in fact, they uh, they brought the sign back. Yeah, I remember seeing that. They did not look as girlish in their uh, later years. No, they didn't. No. Yeah. No, they weren't nearly as, as purdy. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's been uh, talk that at some point this was like actually a picture taken at a Rush concert. Have you ever oh, heard that nonsense? No, but I'll tell you what, I, 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 uh, I, I regret the fact that I never did this when I was in, in a band in New York. I always wanted to go to a big concert, like to go see Kiss, but to bring a, a sign for my band. And get the same kind of pose. <laughs> yeah, and just like have two random people like, hey, can you guys hold this up? You put your arm like that, make a fist, great. And you, and you, know, you over there look like you don't want to be here. And you, honey, you try to convince him that he does. So you're you're gonna stage like forty people. You're gonna piss off an entire like four rows of people. Can you guys sit down? We're trying to see Justin. In the back, just be careful. Right. And just don't cause any trouble. You over there, knock it off. Anyway. Yeah. But what's what's the weird thing on the side of the Kiss logos? They're like I some sort of weird squiggly design with two lines going through it. You know, this is when Gene was starting to learn how to how to make a dollar sign. Oh, well, there you go. Right? So um, he ah, came up to them and he's like... It's prophecy. Right. He was like, let me, let me just write this on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll make these two little lines going this way. That's great. Uh, money. I should I should copyright that someday. Um, no, I don't know what that, that uh, symbol is. And there's not very much in KISS that's mystical or mysterious, especially not, you know, past a certain time, like 76 maybe or 77. But... Uh, it's cool to have stuff we don't know about Kiss. Right. Right? And I don't know what that is at mm -hmm. all. I don't want to know. Yeah. Well, let's let's crack open the gatefold. Okay. Right. So we've got the the notes on the left. And Those are very things. strange. Mhm. Mm and I still love to read them to this day. We're not going to read them now, but it it's just a cool thing. And I don't know of any other band that did this. Mm -mm. I think that it would would have been neat to see other people do this sort of thing. You don't think Blue Oyster Cult should have done this? Yeah. I don't know anybody's name in Blue Oyster. I'm, this is Buck, right? right? Buck Dharma. That's right. That, that's right. That guy. You're a much bigger Blue Oyster Cult fan than I, I am. I just don't know what they would have written. Hey, guys, it's really great playing bass. Uh, I well, really like yeah. watching you people move while I play Godzilla. Right. So cool. See ya, Joe. I have a mustache <laughs> and a vest. Someday we have mustaches. 
make a cowbell sketch about us. That's right. Yeah. But with this. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I know that they weren't um, they weren't drowning in the character thing yet. But you see it here. I wonder if they had help writing them. They must have, well, right? Well, one of them definitely had help writing his. Well, I'm not going to be the one that puts that out there. I get enough... Uh, yes. You said something uh, that was that, that was the truth about a band member once, so you must hate them. And well, no, I don't hate anyone. No. But tell your story. Notice I'm putting it on you. Well, you know, I guess... Uh, wasn't it in Lydia's book that she said that she wrote Peter's note? Yeah. Right. And I think she drew the little kitty, too. I don't know. Pete, Pete could draw. He's drawn some interesting stuff. Yeah, but it kind of seems to go along with the handwriting. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. And is it Love Ace or Love Acey? Right. He's got a little tail on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gene, Which I've never seen again. What's that? I've never seen that again. No, no, and this is you know this is before I guess Paul's, uh, Paul's and Peter's signatures have really remained pretty consistent. Gene's has the uh, he doesn't have the dollar sign yet. That's kind of fun to see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I'll tell you what you know this is uh, it's so their characters these notes. You before know, it's perfect. The characters in a sense. I mean, yeah, they had the makeup designs and all stuff, but. It was, it, I mean, we, we, do you remember seeing, like, there's those yellow sheets that came with the Kiss Army kit where it's like, Peter Chris was, uh, mm-hmm. his parents died and they were crashed, right. uh, they crashed on an island and Peter was Ace raped. This is from Jendel and, and, uh, Saved tigers yeah. and, you know, Jean's a vampire and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Those really had nothing to do with their, you know, it, People say, oh, well, it's they invented the character. Yeah, them and the Casablanca mm. uh, media people and uh, Sean Delaney and people like that. They had a lot to do with that as well. Right. But I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm guessing that these, that the, what's written in these notes, or at least most of, the, most of the ideas in these notes, I think this is when Kiss were still making Kiss. Agreed. Right, I mean, the, this, these sentiments at least come from these four guys, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or at least I want to believe. Well, I, I believe it irregardless. I, 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 I kind of get with what you're saying. I want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that we would see throughout the years, and I didn't realize how much I'd see it throughout the years, but I thought this was so damn cool when I opened it up and you saw the right side there and it had the more kiss. I you know. know. It was just really neat to see those three albums. And later, when I had originals bought for me, it was a gift. Um, it was so cool to get that package. But, you know, it was weird as you went on, as you became a Kiss fan, you'd, like, open up the tour books or the magazine ads, and it would have, like, you know, here's 12 Kiss albums, here's 16 Kiss albums or whatever. And it, right. you'd see that, like, you know so many fans can't be wrong or whatever it would be the kiss army and there'd be all these albums so it's smart this was like the beginning of that it yeah. was reminding people hey if you like that here's the rest of it and as the story goes they really needed all that all the advertising they could you know they could put out there absolutely right? i mean this was the make or break record mm-hmm. and it, it's still amazing i mean not that i'm undermining how great it is or, or how great kiss are but it still amazes me that this 
that this happened. Yeah. That it broke the way it did. Why do you think it took this album? What is different about it? I mean, obviously the performances are different. Uh, and it's also a shitload of great songs in one place as opposed to broke up over three albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it also had the single, Rock and Roll Night, which was a hit. I don't know. Look, I, here's the thing. I, I don't, I don't want to give... I don't want to take credit away from, from the Kiss Army for liking mm-hmm. great music because I certainly think we do. Right. But at the same time, it feels... Uh, it doesn't feel accurate to say that the music is what is necessarily what made this sell better than the other three. I mean, the performances are certainly, I, I think, of these songs, these are the... the um, creme de la creme. Right. Um, whereas with Kiss Alive 2, I think the studio versions are better. Yes, absolutely. Of those songs, right? Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, this, you know, again, it's just opinions. That's people. okay, just opinions. Right. Open up the book of first and second opinions. That's right. Um, I don't know. But, why do you think it? Well, I mean, okay. So the packaging probably helped too, right? It didn't hurt. There's also the momentum of the first three albums and first three uh, bouts of touring. Right. Uh, and again, uh, Alice was starting to do like you and me. I mean, I know somebody's out there saying that, that single didn't come out yet, but uh, there was a softening of Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, let me ask you this. Do you th- the do you- next thing. It was as simple as that. They, but, they were the next thing. But do you think that this may have had something to do with it too, right? And we'll never, I don't, you know, we'll never really know. But, but I'm, I'm looking at the More Kiss page, right, with with the three first record covers, right? Mm. So I remember uh, two years ago um, going to see Kiss, and and uh, my wife and I went, and and my sister-in-law came with us, and she's she's fifty. Mm-hmm. And one of the th- and she'd never seen Kiss before. And one of the things she said, like one of the first things she said after they hit the stage was, you know, I didn't expect that it would be those four guys playing their own instruments and singing. And I was like, what? And, you know, and she's like, yeah, you know, with all the showmanship and their reputation, I kind of figured they'd have a band behind them or that there'd be kind of backing tapes or whatever. And then they would be just doing their shtick. You know? Yeah. Makes some sense, right? Yeah. But and, and so I don't know if maybe this has anything to do with it. But if you look at the first three record covers, there's nothing on here that says these guys are are musicians, right? Nothing, right? But but the but it wasn't until the cover of Alive that you could show this to somebody and say, "This, this is, is a... what these guys do." You may be on to something there. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Look. It, it, Clearly, if it's if they're on the cover of a record, it's it's something. They're they're probably not um, uh, painters, right? But right. But this is the this is the first picture you could take home from the record store, and say, this Kiss is a rock band. Right. Might have been some weird S and M thing mm-hmm. on Hotter in Hell. It uh, was a weird clown show on Dress to Kill, and who knows what the hell that was on the first album. Peter's makeup is so horrible on that. It's really weird. Yeah, it's so bizarre. But uh, the weird thing is if, if we look at the the actual album cover now, mm-hmm. look at that. Right. The one thing that always freaks me out. Ace? Yes. And, and I've played guitar probably because of this album in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember trying to play guitar <laughs> like that. It it doesn't it's really isn't it? like your the Les Paul goes up against your penis and you turn it around <laughs> and you don't hit any strings. So there you go. Right. And by the time you've sawed off your your right testicle, yeah, um, it, it just doesn't sound good anymore. No, but that is the screwed up. That is not the way you play guitar. That's no. if anyone thinks that it is, it's kind of bizarre. Right. And then let's look at this monster stage. Speaking of monster people, you know, again, like I was talking about the monster album cover, how people were like, "Oh my god!" Kiss in their heyday. Forever. Oh my god! You know, yeah, you had a them standing in suits on a street corner. You had them up against a black background. Well, now you've got this cover. Okay, but then let's look at Alive. Right. Let's look at the great stage show, okay? Right. This year we got all those screens, fire, pyro, more than they used back then, trust me. And we've got a candelabra and a silver thing in front of the drums. That's the stage show, kids. And you know why it's perfect? Because Kiss is the, the event. Kiss That's is the right. best special effect that you can have. And you can take your spider or leave your spider. Kiss is still Kiss, and they rock. And I'll tell and you that, what. When, when I makeup or in, out of makeup or whatever, Kiss has always known how to entertain people.
I read online sometimes people saying, well, you know, look at Kiss now. Gene hardly moves around and they're so stationary and old and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, I've been watching footage lately and comparing it to the footage from back then and yeah. well if you look at winterland we, we watched recent re, we, we recently watched winterland mm -hmm. and there are times when they bust out and jump up and down stuff but they do things that they'd never do today and, and this is one of those things where like the dress to kill album cover is so out of kiss character if you will there's a shot in winterland where paul's doing the like i know you could bring the roof down yeah, and gene's doing that weird clap well, yeah, Paul's doing the clap, and they walk up beside one another, and they, like, synchronize their movement. And Gene's not even clapping. I know. His hands I know. are, like, slapping back, and he's got a smile on his face, which people say, like, oh, he's lost the demon character, this, that, and the other thing. The demon character used to be goofy as fuck. Can I say fuck? Because I just did, kiddos. He used to be weird. The happy he used demon. To be very strange. And when he smiled, he was just as damn creepy as oh. when he stuck his tongue out. And More so. Mister. Creepier. I missed the happy demon, the goofy, ghoulish, mm -hmm. ghoul demon. I right. it, One of the creepiest pictures I've ever seen of Gene Simmons is when they're backstage at Cobo Hall and he's in a wheelchair oh, in the boots with his knees up as high as you can get him and he's like bent over he's like going hey little kitty and he got this weird goofy grin on his face and that's a creepy picture hey there muscly arms <laughs> <laughs> hey crash <laughs> but um, it's that is a creepy creepy picture it's creepy this you know people say oh the characters blah blah that by 1978 you didn't see that gene anymore you got the gene who looked sideways and you know things like that but he wasn't that goofy guy anymore mm -mm. and i missed the kiss of those first three albums if you will because not everything had to be carved in stone and you didn't know what you were getting whether it was kiss with a black background kiss and, and weird s and m sex party where they're all messed up or three guys in suit four guys in suits you know what i mean it, it could be anything right no i absolutely agree but then it became a more uniform thing. Well, and I think they kept pushing it. They kept pushing the envelope in little ways. I mean, you know, look, we've, we've certainly talked all of this stuff to death, and we will continue to do so. And seven years, baby. That's seven right. years. Coming up on seven years. In a few months, it'll, we'll be doing this for seven years. And more. More to come. Right? But, you know, like, they continued to push the envelope with things like Beth. Right? They continued to push the envelope with strings on Destroyer. Right. You know, and it was, you know, it was, it was a different thing, but you can only be kiss in 1975 in 1975 and you only get to do it once right but i miss the spontaneity and i miss the wildness and there's times that kiss in 2013 as it's 40 years later and i'm 40 years later uh that kiss bores me and i probably bore them too because i don't give them all my money like i did at one point and i don't do all the things that maybe a fan's supposed to do because I'm I'm an older I'm a much older dude than I was when I was like twelve. Right. And uh, I'd rather give money to me and take care of uh, my retirement and my health and my enjoyment than making other people rich. And it, you buy whatever you want. That's it's it's on you. And God bless you. And have fun. Kiss but, don't bore me when I'm 
when they're standing in front of me. Right, and when there's new music coming. Right. But right now, I'm to a point where we're, 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 we're planning on doing a show focusing on Kiss and sports. We're, we're planning on doing that. Mm -hmm. We're not going to, like, make you if, you... if you don't like sports, you'll still be entertained by it. No. But, like, I get these, like, uh, Kiss alerts. And if you're on Facebook, you get all these Kiss things. And I used to like it when it would be Kiss is working on an album or Kiss is playing here and there. And now it's like Kiss has a new coach for their L.A. football team. And, uh, hey, Rock and Bruce just opened up. I'll tell you, the most exciting thing I've seen today as of this recording is uh, Sophie Simmons at the beach in Hawaii. So that, you know, that came up in the Kiss Google alert. So She's anyway. very pretty. Yeah, she, yeah, she is. Yeah, she seems, and she seems like a smart girl. Yeah, she does. Yeah, that's. I, I but, should have said that in the other order. She seems like a smart girl, and she's very pretty. You're so sexist, and sexy, and sexy. But yes, but uh, looking at Kiss Alive again, there's no huge spider. There's a there's a candelabra. And some smoke and a silver thing, and then the greatest special effect of all time: Kiss themselves. Okay, can you do this in 2013, though? Yeah, because, well, okay, let me put it this way. You can, hey, you can in a club, or you can, yep. you know, in a smaller theater, sure. But in an arena? I think so. Let's say that Kiss were reduced to being an opening band. Okay. For good or for bad. I think that they would work harder in some ways. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but that's the way I feel. Well, some people say they were an opening band uh, in the Aerosmith tour. I disagree, but they did go on first. Yeah, but they also said, we're we're not going to piss around. Can I say piss around? You can say piss around. Okay. Um, but they, they, to me, on that tour, it seemed like they were uh, not going to let themselves be ups, upstaged. But I'll tell you what, though. And I, I, I was thinking about this earlier when you, you know, when you first brought up the scale of the stage or lack thereof, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, when they came back in 2003 for that Aerosmith tour, mm -hmm. right? And they were, they were slimmed down and they were wearing these Alive, like these yeah, costumes so. that were styled after the Alive costumes, right? right? And Peter was back behind the drums. I, I saw them on their first uh, dates of that, uh, of that. North American Aerosmith tour. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to expect with the stage. I didn't know what the staging was going to look like. And I hoped, my brother was there too, and he and I were talking about this. We hoped that it was going to be a stage as minimal as the Alive stage to go with those uh, outfits. Yes. Because as the, as the band going on first, there was, you know, I, I sort of wanted that hunger and excitement to be to be part of the show. I mean, and they were, look, they were great. I saw them five times that year. I thought that they all sounded really good. Mm -hmm. Okay? And, and, uh, and, and I get why they had the big show for all the reasons that you just mentioned. And I would have really liked something pared down back to basics. It was their 30th anniversary. You know? C'est la vie. I don't make the choice. Uh, one thing that was weird is that Tommy wore the costume that Ace was wearing here, and Pete wore something similar, and Gene wore something very similar here. Paul's uh, 
mm-hmm. was made different in the fact that we didn't get the feathers. But then again, as I mentioned with Monster and yep. that album cover being lame, when we saw Paul having feathers this year, there were many people who would act like they'd never seen the cover of Kiss Alive. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, black feathers? What the hell is he supposed to be, a chicken or something? You know, folks, it's nothing new. (laughs) I sometimes, I kind of wish people were more, I I wish that KISS fans could approach uh, KISS nowadays in the same way that um, we approach pizza and oral sex. It's always good. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, you're not going to, it's not always going to be as good as the first time and it's not always going to be the best you had. But like, why are you really seriously complaining? You're having this down. What's that? Are you going to turn this down? Are you crazy? Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. These guys are going to get up there and they're going to bust ass for you and, and put on, and you're going to hear these songs live and they're going to dress up and all this stuff and you're going to complain about it? Anyway, that's my two cents. Let's talk about the booklet. All right. Uh, all right. You open up the cover. Again, something that in my mind, yeah, it's this is in some ways people's first look at kiss if you will but we're seeing a pink glittery kiss sign that today people would go what the hell are they thinking you know what i mean right it worked during dynasty but not in 2013 right right yeah tough and cool and all that stuff well i mean you know i guess this is when they were still i don't know acceptably gender bending Mm -hmm. right when well not yeah. only that, this really had nothing to do with Kiss. Um, we had the guy who actually did this on the show, and he talked about how he did this like picture in real time because there was no Photoshop. This is not, I mean, this is just, you just do a few things with some filters and lenses and boom, and you're done, you know? Right. That's It, it worked out really well. It's very cool. It makes you go, what the hell am I seeing? And there is nothing else on this page right it's just this logo which is so cool right yeah let's talk about this picture of gene really quickly okay (laughs) yeah okay because just the one picture of him where he has his signature at the bottom Mm -hmm. okay this is the this is the wicked witch of the west right here yeah absolutely i see that yeah and again we're not seeing like (laughs) we're seeing a smile Mm -hmm. a really sinister smile and that fist where he's like i am I'm going to get spikes. you. What's that? With those weird spikes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. Amazingly cool. Yeah. This is such a cool thing. God. And, you know, the, um, in, you don't get in, this with your downloads. What's that? As much as I love Amazon.com, you don't get this with your downloads. Oh, you don't get this. Yeah. You don't get this with CDs. You don't get this with MP3s. Forget about it. You really don't. And, and you know, this is something that they used to brag about, and rightly so, back in the day. Uh, is that they give you stuff for free, mm-hmm. right? Because, to correct me if I'm wrong, this this record didn't cost more than a, any other double no. record. No, it didn't cost anything more than Frampton Comes Alive or, you know, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish or anything else. Did Kiss concert tickets cost more? No. Right. Think of all the free stuff you got. God, I saw a concert ticket the other day. It was like Uriah Heep, Bob Seger, Ted Nugent and Kiss or yep. somebody like that. And it was like six, 
678 or something, 675 or something like that. And, like, the really close seats were, like, $7.25. So I figured that a meet and greet probably cost a buck twenty-five then. Right. Oh, you know. sad. Or maybe $20 at the most. Oh, oh God. So sad. <sighs> well, let's, let's put a smile on our face and flip the page, and we see the mighty Peter Chris. This is such a kick-ass picture. His hair is fantastic. His arms look really cool. And I, I, talking like this as an artist, because I used to draw this picture. Nice. I remember drawing this picture. And then when uh, the actual Kiss comic book came out, I was like, hey, I was kind of on the money. And it, it, was, it was really neat. And what and a drum kit, too. Drum set right? looks cool. What's that? Drum set looks cool. Now, this yeah. is obviously a posed photo. This isn't like... He's not playing live because he would get all sweaty and smear his makeup, and you know. Right. So this is definitely posed as as alive as the album is or is not. This picture is alive or is not. So, and 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 this is the thing, right? He's not uh, posing with a tiger. No, he's not. <laughs> right, and he doesn't look like he's gonna punch you. No. Yeah, that was weird. They did. He that would became his thing for a while. Right. Yeah, they all kind of had things, but these yeah, things are just pointing the finger and yep. Paul pouting in the hand and <laughs> Gene tongue. So when you see something that's alive, wild, and free, yeah. Oh man, just get out of its way. Just get out of its way. And you enjoy. know, I, I watch I watch what they do during the first few numbers when I go see them, right? Uh-huh. And I, you know, I'm aware that they're aware that in the in the photo pit. You know, this is their opportunity to, to do all the kiss shtick because this is when the photos are being taken. Right. Right. This is the stuff that's going to show up on Yahoo the next day. Right. Okay. But the cool thing is when you even when you go to see Kiss nowadays, after the first few numbers, after the, the, the professional photographers have gone home listening to um, Phil Collins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then they just start acting like they want to act. Okay, yeah. they, you know, and Paul still does the pouting, and Gene still does the tongue, and so on and so forth. But then they also just kind of get natural again. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be 1975 again, and I'm not delusional in that sense. But right, I think a lot of people are, by the way. Well, sure. But you know, in, and and Kiss might be part of that delusion themselves because they're still keeping the illusion alive. But do you know what I'm talking about, though? Like, yeah. like yeah, at I'm a Kiss sure. concert, once you're in the like fifth, fifth or so number. It kind of just warms up and and gets loose, and you know you don't see so much of the like, like the obligatory old tired poses. Right. You just get Gene doing whatever. Yeah, every there are people who have complained that he's lost the demon, but again, I think the demon is whatever he wants it to be. Now, and I'll tell sadly, you, the demon ahead. we have in our head, we feel he should be all the time. But aren't they the same people who say that Kiss shouldn't just be a brand and that Kiss should be wild and stuff like that? When Kiss does what they want, their fans are the first ones to complain. You can't please everyone all the time. Right. And there's and and and, and you know, for me, there's no more demony demon than two of the pictures that are inside the this booklet, right? When you open up to the middle. Okay, you want to do that now? Right. Okay. Right. Yep. Okay. Is it a tongue or is it blood? Okay. I know the, the thing you're talking about. Right. You got Paul doing the Greta Garbo thing, and mm-hmm. then Ace looking like some sort of weird 
he always sucked his cheeks in. Mm -hmm. But in, in between those two, there's the picture underneath Ace where the red. Yes. It, it looks like, is that Batman's Batwing or what? Right. But then you, you got this picture that you're referencing. Oh. And there's the, you don't know where the blood and the tongue stop and start. Yep. And I used to remember, you would, there's things that you would hear on Kiss Alive. Like the, remember Peter's drums where they add the flange mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. to And you're thinking, how in the hell did he do it? Because I banged on some drums. And I'm like, I remember trying to get that sound. Yeah. And like having people get really mad at me. I, I thought, well, maybe it's something where you like kept the drum in contact with the snare and you're like, like stirring it almost like oh, sure yeah because i thought that I, I guess you and i both thought the same thing which is that that is the sound of a certain kind of drumming yeah he's like what how the hell is he doing that mm -hmm. so in that same sense you're looking at at these pictures and trying to figure well okay did is this happening during what song right and the the other thing again as much as I had seen Kiss in Cream Magazine or whatever, I didn't know that that really was supposed to be a cat until I saw the inside of the album. And I didn't know that that was supposed to be a lover until I saw the inside mm -hmm. of the... And you know what I'm saying? No, sure. I didn't know exactly what these were. And, and, and you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of a drag to know. Yeah, in a way. But I also thought, for some reason, that the guy doing most of the talking was the the man with the tongue. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand for whatever reason that Paul was the ringleader. Paul was the the guy that did all the yodeling and stuff and most of the talking. You know what's weird? I I had the opposite experience. I for me I kind of figured it out because I don't know, for me it looked like it. Yeah, and well it makes sense because that creature where the tongue and the blood, you mm. don't know which is which. He shouldn't be talking that much. No. And, of course, throughout the ages, we've all wished that Gene would be quiet. But that's... But you know, know what's cool is that since that, you know, recently, if I've brought people to Kiss concerts who, who never saw them live, who only knew, you know, Gene from interviews and all that stuff... Or Family Jewels. <laughs> right, right. You mean Gene Simmons Family Jewels? Mm-hmm, okay. yes. Um, they're, they're always uh, pleasantly surprised at what Gene does and doesn't do on stage, right? That he's not talking. Right. And that he's being a musician, right? He's kind of focused on playing the bass and, and being entertaining. Right. Right? And that's kind of cool. I like it's that. It's not the Gene Simmons show as much as he is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I agree. And then you got these big balls of flames. Oh, my God. On the side, which were just cool. You know, it's takes you back to that Beavis and Butthead kind of thing. Fire, fire, fire! Right. You know? Then we look on the other side. There's that middle section mm -hmm. where they're just kind of grinding on one another and you're like, what the hell do you play music like that? And, right. and we would see something similar to that, but nothing as weird as that when they no. play. You know what I mean? And there's, like, they always wrap their legs up around one another and it's just very bizarre. And there's, there's a picture of Ace. <laughs> Is he asleep? <laughs> Ace, Ace. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> but the weird picture on this side, as cool as the flame is, and there's Peter rocking out, and there's Paul, and there's Ace going to fall down, is the picture up top mm -hmm. where Gene and Ace 
you look like Ace looks like a little mouse up against a great big cat that's that's got him. It's like, where are you going? You know that, what I mean? That weird chemistry between the two of them. You know, like if you watch the uh, ABC in concert thing, the first time that they were on TV. Yeah. And they're sharing a mic. Yeah. You know, sticking their tongue out of one another, blowing kisses <laughs> at one another. <laughs> There's like that kind of weird antagonism slash brotherly love thing. Yeah. You just can't you can't uh deny it or or um replace it. Mm. I don't know. Th- like those two guys, they like they they get along in spite of everything and it's magic. I agree. Yeah. And then the the last thing I want to talk about on this page, right, is the bottom right picture of Ace. Yeah. My god. Just cracked back all the way. It's Jeez. like he should have spinal problems at this point. But if you uh, tried that, if I tried that, I, I just feel did. Like it. You just, oh, you yeah. know, did, did it? I feel like it would sound like a nutcracker. Yeah. Well, I don't think his pants were that tight. Anyway, <laughs> but if we flip to the next page, as great as that is, we're gonna see Paul McStanley. I mean, Paul Stanley. And I remember thinking. Even back then, what a hairy dude. Yeah. Yeah. He is hair suit. Hair dude. But I, I thought it was so cool. I, again, I was like 12 or 13 or whatever old I was when this came out. And I remember thinking, how'd they get his hair to do that? You mean to gl- glow blue? <laughs> yeah. I want to make my hair glow blue. I remember seeing a Bob Dylan album where they did the same thing in red. And, and I said, oh, that's that's all that is. Was he top. wearing makeup at the time? He might have been. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's a it's a badass picture of Paul though. A lot of yep. attitude. Speaking of badass, and there are I just like to go on record. There are some people that are badass, and there are other people that just have badasses. So hey, you know. Always check yourself before you wreck yourself. Can I say badass? Uh, you just did, bro. Oh, is this joke really old at this point? Um. Let's flip the next page. And speaking of badass, right? Looks like Ace is almost landing or something. The way his hair is moving. Just there so isn't, there's cool. no one who holds a guitar pick like that either, except for him. No, no. well, I do, but I learned it from him. That's I also right. do that thing that, like, when Paul's talking to the crowd, he'll take the pick in his right hand mm-hmm. and he'll bend his pointer finger and hold the pick down. And I do that when I'm talking to people and playing guitar. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, well, this is, you know, hours and hours of study. Yeah. There's um, footage I saw about a year ago of myself in a band. And it was the first time I was, like, the talking guy in the band. And it's really embarrassing because I referenced two things. I either started speaking British and doing things like you folks in the cheaper seats, you know, rattle your jewelry. Right. But most of the quote unquote performance is a really bad Paul Stanley imitation. But did it feel bad at the time? I was embarrassed and didn't know what I was doing. You know what though? A, you're awesome for doing it. Okay? Because <laughs> Because because uh, you didn't because you you got away from your bedroom mirror. Yeah, well, it, I was in front of a lot of people, doing the bedroom mirror thing, and it was like, for some reason, the my my two 
influences popped out of me. You know what I mean? Right. But it's so weird. It's like, oh yeah, and it's like, why am I doing this? But, you know, but, but first of all, like, kudos to you for doing it, right? And and then and then or, also, am I allowed to snort? You're anyway. allowed to snort. Um, and also, you, you got to figure it probably felt weird. It probably feels weird or embarrassing at some point for Kiss to look back and at what they did. Oh yeah, right. Has to. Now let me ask you something. You you yeah. and I are both older. And decrepit. And de- and so decrepit. No, but you and I are both now older than than I'm the oldest person in on these in these photographs. Yes. Do you feel older than them, or do they still look older than you to you when you look at it? You know what I mean. Are you talking now or back then? Now, when you look at these pictures, does it look like it's you're a, looking? This is this is a eternal youth. This is not human. Okay. See, to For me, these the guys look older than these guys. When I look at these pictures, I will never. My brain still doesn't think that I'm older than they are. Really. Really, I, and I'm... I and I'm I may have made this comparison before on the show, but to me, it is like looking at. Uh, the yearbook that came out when you were a freshman, mm-hmm. the, the, the kids who are seniors, yeah, um, they still, to me, look older than I am right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I, yeah. I, I'm older than everyone in, in these photos, and I still can't wrap my head around that. These, these guys are older than I am. Mm-hmm. Now, let's flip to the back page here, page eight. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the first actual live shot we see of the band in this whole thing. No, that no that that picture. I think that picture. There's some audience members in the picture of Ace uh, doing chiropractic adjustments. Oh on yes, 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 right? yes. But yeah, no. This but is. I'm the, talking about of the band. Right. This is the first actual live photo we're seeing of the band. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because the other shots we've seen, even on the cover, were staged without an audience and sure. stuff like that. But this is the first time we see the Kiss Army. And man, you used to be able to get, when you were in the front row, you were in the front row. That's right. Nowadays, there's a great big divider and they run a camera through there and, you know. And there's uh, not... guards and stuff. Yeah. And yellow shirts. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a band's just busting the nut right there, going all out for it. Paul's guitar is unstrapped. Mm-hmm. Ace, yeah. is, Ace is guzzling confetti. Yeah, it looks like he's. Uh, it almost looks like Ace is getting ready to take the strap off for whatever. Yeah. Gene, there's and no, see, there's no ego to this picture. No, right and now. I, now you say that to a non-Kiss fan, and they're going to go, "What are you? What the hell are you talking about? This mm-hmm. band, like this picture, is full of ego. Look at, look at them making spectacles of themselves. There's no ego in this picture because nobody is." Like has their face visible? Yeah, and nobody's making sure that they're the center mm-hmm. of attention. It's not a "Hey, look at me." It's a "Hey, like we are rocking out and this kicks ass." One thing that's really cool is look at the Kiss Army there. Yeah, that's that's us guys. Yeah. Even if you're not there, you're there. Yep. You know what I mean? No, if your first Kiss concert is 2013, you are a part of this crowd right here. Yep. That's awesome. And don't let anyone tell you any otherwise right screw that nonsense
Thanks for joining us for part one of this discussion of 1975. Make sure you join us for part two as we continue our discussion of this momentous year in history and also look back on 75 installments of podcasts.